Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details yo next round is about to start you ready yeah yeah just shopping for a car in carvana for real yeah carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever wherever for real that's a ton of car options yep and these are all within my price range for really real you can afford that yeah with carvana and boom just like that i'm getting it delivered in a couple days for really really real you just bought a car for real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. I, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. An army divided can sometimes stand. 
<laughs> That's not how the saying goes. I fooled everybody. Fooled everyone right off the bat. I am in a mood today. It's going to be a fun show. This is part two, part deuce, if you will, Chris, of our little first crusade thing. I should tell you, I had every intention of doing the whole thing yesterday. And here's what happens. I get into the story and I don't necessarily plan it out. I mean, I'll know some high points I want to hit, but I don't really plan it out. And while I'm on the air, I'll discuss something and it'll pop into my head. Oh, that's kind of cool. You know what that reminds me of? And this happens all the time. And I don't know why I'm still, I'm not, I don't know why I'm still shocked about it. I'll have something that was going to be a little 30 second side blurb. And it'll turn into a whole segment. And then Chris is looking at me and he's looking at the clock and he's looking at me and I'm thinking, oh, that is, that is not good. That's not good at all. But that's what you sign up for. You're here. That's what, that's part of being Shogun, Chris. Now, remember where we left off yesterday. Not going to go through all of it. If you want all the background I provided on it yesterday, just go download yesterday's show. They're all on iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. It's right there. Chris gets podcast up. We have a crusade called by Pope Urban II. A crusade to help out the Byzantine Empire and take back the Holy Land. Remember, it was both. And remember, and this is going to matter really quickly here, the Muslim empire, the Muslim portion of the world is very much divided against itself at this time, well, and now, and for the same reasons. It's Shia, it's Sunni, you should be in charge, he should be in charge, this guy took after Muhammad, this guy took after Muhammad. I don't pretend to know it all, but I do know this, they will kill each other over it. They hate each other over it. Religious divisions, same thing in Christianity. I don't know. Do Jews have this, Chris? Where the, where, have they had this historically too much where Jews will really, really go to war against other Jews? Outside of the Bible, I don't know, you know, the Judea-Israel thing, whatever. I'm not going to get distracted, Chris. Don't try. But that's where we are. Pope Urban II calls a crusade. There is kind of a peasant crusade, and pay attention to this because this is going to matter. It wasn't just knights with their shining armor, even though they were mostly scumbags, on their horses and their, and their followers. There was a separate peasant's crusade. They called it a people's crusade of the common folk who wanted a taste of adventure, wanted a chance at some spoils, wanted to get into heaven and the forgiveness of sins. They took off on their own crusade, and it ended in absolute disaster. As I elaborated yesterday, they were drinking donkey blood in their own urine at the end before they finally surrendered. Total disaster. But there's another crusade. And a couple names. There are way too many names in this story. But there are a couple names I want you to remember. One, his name's Raymond. The other one, his name's Beaumont. Now that the People's Crusade is done, well, the crusade's not nearly done, and now it's time for the knights and the people who can fight to get in, get involved. And understand this, knights could fight. 
by all historical accounts, these guys weren't just some scumbags with armor on and swords. They may have been scumbags. They may have had armor and they may have had swords. They could handle themselves. These guys were trained and these guys applied their skills a lot. A lot. And this is going to matter in this story. But the armies are not unified, the Crusader armies. Very much spread out. You've got Raymond and his dudes here. You've got Beaumont and his dudes here. You have the Byzantines. Remember, the, there's the there's the Eastern-Western Christian division with the Crusaders, and that's going to matter. It's going to matter a lot. In the Byzantine Empire, the Emperor Alexios, I've already given you more names than I normally do, just have to write something down and remember it. It doesn't matter. Don't, you don't have to memorize this name, although he's critical to the story. The emperor, Byzantine Empire, Alexios, a big reason this crusade starts is he's asking for help. He's saying, Christendom, I need help. The Muslims are here. They're the Ottoman Turks. The Turks are here. The Muslims are here. Somebody help. And this crusade didn't necessarily start as take back Jerusalem. This crusade really kind of started of let's stop the Muslims from taking and beating up the Byzantines. They call themselves Romans. We're going to call them Byzantines because that's what you know them. as. So we begin. And we begin and we're heading towards the city of Nicaea. This is a Muslim held city. And this tells you how pathetic the people's crusade was. The peasants' crusade, the sultanate, the dude in charge, the sultanate of Rum, they called him, the dude in charge of Nicaea. He takes off, but he doesn't take off out of fear when the crusaders are coming his way. He's essentially on a vacation. He leaves the wife and kids behind in Nicaea with the crusaders on the way to Nicaea, and he knows the crusaders are on the way to Nicaea. That level of disrespect is shocking, but it shows you how pathetic the previous one was. He didn't take this seriously. These people, these people cannot get this done. Now these armies, the crusader armies, they show up outside of the city of Nicaea and they settle in for a siege. Only it's a divided siege. Sieges are difficult enough when your armies are all unified. It's really, really difficult when you can't even decide who's really in charge. And it's time to talk about this. You're all in this for different reasons. Many, many, many of the crusaders, especially from the northern Europe, you know, France, Northern Europe portion are genuinely in this thing to further the cause of Christianity, fight off the Muslims. You can argue whether or not that's right or wrong, but it is pure, right? I mean, it's a pure motivation. Not, they're not in it to rape and pillage. We're in it. You know, let's further the kingdom of Christ. It's up for debate whether or not that's an effective way to do it. But that's what they believe, you know. There's something worth that. I mean, that's worth something. I believe in it all the way. 
And then you have Beaumont. You remember I mentioned Beaumont? He's going to come up again. Beaumont is what's called a Norman knight. Now, Norman knights were absolute studs, beasts. And as you may have figured out, Norman knights are called Norman knights because they had descended from the Vikings. These are direct descendants from the Vikings, and these guys can fight. That's the good news. They know how to fight. They can fight. They love to fight. The bad news is this. They're not necessarily fighting to further the cause of Christianity. And they were actually fighting just recently against the Byzantine Empire. So what do you do with these guys? Hang on. Jesse Kelly, on air and online at jessekellyshow.com. Raycon earbuds have really, really changed how often I can listen to things. And this is what I mean by that. You know that I do three hours of radio, an hour of TV every day. And that means I have earbuds of some form in my ear for four hours every day. Well, here's the issue. When I'm not on the air, I like to listen to stuff. Whether it be music, other radio shows, other podcasts, I listen to everything. And I like to walk around with earbuds in. Before I got my Raycons, I couldn't do that very long because my freaking ears hurt. The other ones are so uncomfortable or big. These Raycon ones, they're just these little black earbuds. They fit in my ear, and I don't have to ever take them out, ever. It's dangerous how often I can have these things in. Go to buyraycon.com slash jesse. That's buyraycon.com slash jesse. Get 15% off. The Normans. If you're Byzantine and you need help, why do you ask the Normans to join? If you're Pope Urban II and you need help, why do you ask the Normans to join? They just got done fighting other Christians. These people fight everybody. Well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? They fight everybody? I'm a... Big a believer as any man alive. But if you're going to go to war in medieval times, you might want to have somebody who knows how to use a sword. Right? Do you always, in your life, with your responsibilities, only work with people you approve of personally? I've brought up this example before. I'll bring it up again. Somebody in your life 
loved one, spouse, child, gets in a car wreck, needs some kind of major surgery. Do you care about the moral failings of the surgeon? On some level, performance matters. And when you're going to war, and the difference is conquering new lands or burning alive, I'm going to bring some Normans along. So they bring some Normans along, Beaumont and his guys. They roll on over to Nicaea. They have themselves a siege going. Now, the Muslims at this time are now realizing, okay, well, this is a real fighting force. They actually got to Nicaea. Let's mobilize some troops. Well, okay. But again, remember when we talked about how divided the Muslim world was? It wasn't just Sunni and Shia, as is often the case when it comes to power politics. They were mad at each other for personal reasons. They're asking other cities to help, and the other cities are all, nah, not this year. Maybe we'll catch you next year. (laughs) Eventually, and this is going to matter, the Byzantine Empire kind of cuts a deal with a traitor inside of the city of Nicaea. I don't know if you want to call him a traitor. You might want to call him a savior. But he cuts a deal with somebody there. And this is the deal. The deal is, okay, don't tell anyone else in your crusader army, but we're going to let some of your guys in the city tonight, and then we'll surrender to you under the promise that you're going to let us all live and not loot the city, but the city will be yours. Now, to you and I, living the lives we live here today, Doesn't that sound like the most wonderful solution in the world? Wait a minute. This gets to be totally bloodless? No ransacking, no looting, no burning, no raping, no pillaging, no murders. We get to just have a transfer of the city totally peacefully? That's that's wonderful, right? Uh, Remember this. Human nature has not changed either. Remember this. That's why we tell these stories. You're a crusader. No matter what you're there crusading for, whether it be for Christ, for loot, for glory, whatever you're there crusading for, and I'm sure motivations were all over the place, you've already endured hardship. You've already at this point said goodbye to your family for extended periods of time. And let's just let's just remember that for a second. Today, it's brutal. I've seen it. Watching men have to kiss their wife, kiss their kids goodbye, and leave for six months to a year on a deployment. I've seen it. Thankfully, I did not have a family when I went. I've seen kids hanging on to their, their dad saying, Daddy, don't go. I mean, that's hard to watch. It, it is hard to watch. Back then, bye, honey. I'm going to a foreign land you've never heard of. I might be back in a year. I might be back in two years. There's an above average chance if I'm captured that I will be tortured to death. 
and you'll never hear from me again. Anyway, take care of the kids. Have fun plowing the field on your own. That's what we're dealing with here. So if you've left that, you've left whatever your life was behind, you endure the hardship, the long marches, the cold nights, the bad food. You finally get to a city, and remember what a city is at this time. Yes, there are cities and villages all over the place, but significant cities are, what's the best way I could put it? It's like a super Walmart in the middle of the Sahara Desert. There's just not access to things like that anywhere else. Now you're sitting outside of it. Now they come out and say, hey, we struck a secret deal. You guys can come into the city, but only 10 people at a time so we can make sure there's no looting. Already we have tensions building with the Crusaders with just the first major siege, but they did take it at Nicaea. They move on, and there is one major, major city they must take. It's in between them and and Jerusalem, and this is the city of Antioch. Now, Antioch, when they get siege laid to them, they do send for help. They do get an answer to their request. Yes, we're helping. We're going to bring 40,000 Muslims to bear to come help you relieve your siege. And here's the issue with the siege of Antioch. The Crusaders have the city surrounded. That's nice, right? But Antioch, for a big city, very, very, very well provisioned. They even had... Apparently, by all accounts, a bunch of plant life and water inside of the city. Now, you can't survive on that forever, but you can survive a long time on reduced rations if you're growing it within the walls of the city. And the guys on the outside, the Crusaders, that countryside starts to get picked awfully clean. Now you're starving. Now... Winter gets here. Now the one who's laying siege to the city begins to go hungry. They say during that winter, one in seven of the crusaders died. And now we need to bring up something that I find to be astounding. You may not believe in godly miracles. I do. But The people back here, you have to understand, they very much did, the people during this time. And some of the things that happened during this crusade, historians marvel at it too. Total atheist historians marvel at it too. The timing and the luck, blessing, however you want to put it, of things that happened during this crusade to boost the crusaders, and it happens throughout the crusade, only continues to reinforce the thinking in the Crusaders that this is a mission from God on high. God has sent us to do this. Oh, the winter's hard. Maybe he didn't. And this is an era. You know, every, every, every religion goes through eras. This is an era where it was common teaching. It was commonly thought, if things are going well for you, 
That's because God is approving of what you're doing. If things are not going well for you, it's because you're a scumbag, dirty sinner, and you better figure out why it's your fault. Hang on. Knocked out another nine hours of sleep last night. Nine hours of sleep. This is getting ridiculous. My wife thinks there's something wrong with me. But that's what happens when you use Ebb Sleep. And Ebb Sleep, what I love about it the most is this. It's drug-free. Drug-free. It's not pills. I'm not adding chemicals to my body. I'm not creating dependence on anything. It's a wearable device. You put it right on your head. It applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead, putting you asleep faster and keeping you asleep. That's the best part. It's the keeping you asleep. I went to sleep, and imagine this. I didn't wake up till my alarm woke me up. That's incredible. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. When you go there, don't forget to use the promo code jesse. Get yourself 25 bucks off. The city of Antioch. Help is on the way for the Muslims inside of the city. The Knights on the outside have to figure out a way in the city. They don't necessarily have a great strategy for it. They're trying to starve out the people in the city, and they're starving themselves. Eventually, once winter ends, they do figure out a way to get some supplies, but here's the issue. There are still a bunch of fighters in Antioch, and there are 40 freaking thousand fighters coming behind you at some point. Now, you're on a bit of a time crunch. Now, the clock is ticking. What do you do? Well, remember Beaumont? The Norman knight you wanted along because he can fight, but also the Norman knight who's not necessarily there for Jesus? Beaumont, crafty devil that he is, comes up with a plan. Remember, this thing land-wise is really supposed to be for the Byzantine Empire. It is. And at some point, the siege gets so bad, a representative for the Byzantine Empire takes off assumes the army has been wiped out and they're going to lose, goes back to Alexios, the Byzantine emperor, and says, hey man, don't bother sending reinforcements. They're already dead. So he doesn't. You're the Crusaders. You're looking around. Uh, we're here for the Byzantines. Does anybody, has anyone seen the Byzantines? Are they going to... Wait, they're not sending anybody? What? Why aren't they showing up? They should be here any day, and they don't show up. Beaumont comes up with a plan. His plan is this. He gathers everybody together, all the leaders, remember they're divided, and says, okay, well, we have a Muslim army coming. 
Clearly the Byzantines are not going to come help us. Whoever comes up with a plan that results in us taking the city will get to have the city for himself. Apparently there's some arm twisting over it and there's some arguing over it, but eventually they come to an agreement. Okay, we are desperate. Let's figure it out. And in a move that clearly he had already planned ahead of time, Beaumont, he gets an inside man. And when I say an inside man, you need to understand these cities they're taking, they are not Muslim-only cities. Many of the people, tell me if this sounds familiar to you at all, many of the people are Armenian Christians and there's some tension there with the Turks. Does that sound familiar? If it doesn't, it should. Remember the Armenian genocide by the Turks in World War I? That wasn't a brand new thing. The tension between Armenian Christians and Turkish Muslims is something that has gone back a thousand years and more. They live right next to each other. They don't care for each other. For almost all of that time, the Muslim Turks have dominated the Armenian Christians, distrusted, oftentimes with good reason, distrusted the Armenian Christians. And your... You're the Muslims in charge of Antioch, and you've got a problem. One of the guys in charge of one of the towers, he's an Armenian Christian. And Beaumont connects with this guy and comes to an agreement that he's going to throw open the gates to the city, and he does. And get this. I believe the date was July 3rd. Don't quote me on that. Maybe the 4th. July 3rd or 4th. I think it was the 3rd. They throw open the gates to the city. The crusaders pour into the city. And they take the city for the most part. That was July 3rd. Get this. July 4th the Muslim army of 40,000 people arrives. Do you know how absurdly lucky, blessed, ridiculous that is when you consider the months and months and miles and miles and pace of moving armies back and forth at this time? How long does it take? If you have have 40,000 men in in the vicinity... How long does it take to arm, equip, and logistically get ready to supply an army of 40,000 people? Just get them ready to move. And then get them moving. You don't snap your fingers and we'll be there the day after tomorrow. This takes an absurd amount of time, even if you're fast, to get an army ready to move get them off and running, and the Crusaders managed to take the city the day before the Muslim army arrives? Do you think, especially at this time, if you think good luck means God's looking on you, do you think you might a little bit, just a little bit, think, wow, the big cheese really is on our side out here because that worked out really well. Talk about sliding into the city and closing the gate just before a Muslim arrow shoots you in the back. Now, they have the city, mostly. 
When I say mostly, it's because a bunch of the people in the city retreated to the citadel. Remember, almost all these walled cities back then had a citadel, a heavily, heavily fortified castle within the city. And you'll see lots of times throughout history, people can retreat there and survive a long time after the city falls because it's a smaller area. It's easier to defend. You would have spent your time already stockpiling supplies. So it's very weird if you just took Antioch, you're the Christian crusader army. You now have Muslims outside the city gates and inside the city gates, not necessarily ideal. And they find out these crusaders do that all those supplies and provisions that were in the city had been just about picked clean by the time the gates got open, and now you're starving. And now you don't know what to do. And you start eating your shoes. Have you ever been so hungry you looked at your shoes and thought, eh, I'll give it a shot. I've been real, real hungry in my lifetime before. I've never been that hungry. So they get to a point in Antioch, the Crusaders do, of starved desperation. Many of the knights are eating their horses. You still have a 40,000 man Muslim army outside. What to do? What to do? Well, they decide... We have no other choice. We have to attempt a breakout. A breakout is exactly what you would think. Toss open the gates or a gate. There wasn't just one gate to these cities, but you toss open a gate, you pick your spot, and you attempt to essentially blow through the line so you can escape and just save as many people as you can. Now, you would think the 40,000-man Muslim army on the outside has all the advantages until you realize you have to completely surround a city with that army. How thin do those lines get when you have to surround a city? 40,000 men doesn't make for thick lines. The Christians also have one gigantic advantage in their back corner, and this is a big one throughout history. Desperation. That 40,000-man Muslim army doesn't have to be there. I'd like to go home, hang with the missus. The Christians, they've already witnessed and done several atrocities during this war. They know what's coming if they fall. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. I feel a lot more secure knowing that I have home title lock because these cyber criminals out there, they are ferocious. They never stop and they are getting better and better every single day. And I don't know who was the first guy who discovered it, but he has milked a lot of people out of a lot of money. The guy who discovered that all these home titles now. They're online. They're all online. Your home title's not a piece of paper anymore. It's online. And these guys, 
They get their hands on them easily. They get your real-looking signature on it easily. And then they're taking out a loan against your title. And who do you think has to pay that loan back? You do. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Register your address and see if you're already a victim. Then sign up. Use the code JESSE. You get 30 days free. The Crusaders at Antioch break out. The Knights, remember, they can still fight. They can fight really, really well, and they blow through the Muslim lines. The Muslims rout, and they're gone. And now they have just taken this crusade. This ragtag crusade has now taken two major cities, Nicaea and Antioch, and it is time to move on. For some of them. Let's rewind just a couple minutes. Do you remember our man Beaumont? Remember the deal he cut with anyone else? He who comes up with a plan to take Antioch can keep Antioch. Remember he ain't in this for Christ. Beaumont, your bad Norman knight, says, Oh, you're going to Jerusalem? Wow. Send me a postcard. Let me know how it is this time of year. I'm actually okay with my new city, Antioch. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for coming along. So now you've lost Beaumont. You've lost, by all, by all accounts, he was an incredible military commander too. You've lost a great commander. You've lost a great fighter. Not good, right? And this crusade, this... One would assume doomed crusade at this point in time limps along towards Jerusalem. Well, now they know the crusade's coming. Now they know the crusade can take things. And now somebody's got to step up and do something, don't they? So the Muslims in Egypt, remember those are Shia, they begin gathering an army as well. The Crusaders arrive outside of Jerusalem and they have a fraction of the people they started out with. Remember all the people they've lost during this time. A fraction of the people they started out with. And I know you're going to find this shocking. They're fighting already. The leaders who are left are fighting and they're disagreeing with each other. They disagree so much. Some have argued they did this strategically. Other people say, no, they just hated each other. They're laying siege to different parts of the city. <laughs> One's like, well, I'm, 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 I'm going north. Well, fine. I like south better. I don't even want to be around your army. Up to you. And they lay two different sieges. And now, now comes another one of those moments. Remember... There's a large Muslim army on the way with the size and ability to decimate this extremely reduced crusader force 
And the Crusader Force not only is lacking manpower, they're lacking a lot of equipment necessary. Do you know how much equipment it would take to take a city? Catapults don't build themselves. Siege towers don't build themselves. Battering rams don't build themselves. You got to have stuff. And what shows up? On boats, a bunch of stuff. A lot of it. They build siege towers, and I would love to have seen this. One, I would love to just see a siege tower, period. I want to see one built. I want to see one in action. I would kill to see a medieval battle. They build a siege tower. One of the guys builds a siege tower, only he builds it. I have no idea how people did this back in the day with the equipment they had. I mean, it's not as if they're cavemen trying to pound in a rusty nail with rocks or something, but with the equipment they had, he builds a siege tower that can be easily broken down into pieces and hauled to different places. The Muslims in Jerusalem go to sleep one night. When they go to sleep, the siege tower's in one spot. When they wake up the next morning, the siege tower has been moved to a completely different, weaker, weak, uh, uh, a weaker uh, spot on the wall that wasn't defended well. They push in with the siege tower, battering rams, get it to the wall. The defenders managed to light the ram on fire. The crusaders initially panic, and then they think, wait, what's wrong with this? Leave the thing there. And they left it there, and it began to burn. Now the defenders are trying to put it out and can't get it out. And then one of those little mini moments in a battle that I would kill to have seen, then... One of the towers around Jerusalem explodes. And it essentially explodes in a ball of flame from a catapult that was throwing flaming projectiles. I know we've all seen versions of this in the various movies we've watched. What would you give to see a real-life catapult take a gigantic flaming ball and chuck it into the watchtower of a city and watch it ignite. I mean, it sounds cool. Don't get me wrong. It would probably be horrific. Let's not forget there are people actually in the tower burning. That part's not ideal. Still want to see it. Hang on. was absolutely thrilled to talk with Philip from Birch Gold yesterday who really laid out the problems we have right now. And one of these huge problems, and I know it's nerdy and I know it kind of goes past people, but it's true. One of the big problems we have right now is we're printing money over a last, over the last decade, 10, 12 years, we've printed more money than the rest of our history combined. We don't have to guess how that ends. We know how that ends. Do you remember the Weimar Republic in Germany? 
Don't get stuck like that. Please branch out. Diversify your finances. Precious metals always have value. Go to birchgold.com slash jesse. Get a free kit and learn more about it. Just go get the free kit. That's all I'm asking. Go to birchgold.com slash jesse. That's B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash jesse. Tower goes up. Crusaders manage once again to barely beat the Muslim army on the way and sneak into Jerusalem. Only they didn't sneak, they stormed in. Now is time for a relevant discussion. What happened when they stormed in? Well... Who knows? What do I mean by that? I mean, we have accounts. You can go read them of 70,000 people being slaughtered by the Christians, Muslims and Jews alike. Wading through blood, somebody says, up to the bridle of their horses, which is, of course, an absurd overstatement. You could could fill up a swimming pool and not get up to the bridle of a horse. That's, that's a absurd overstatement. But we have stories like this. 70,000 dead. A massacre. Was it though? Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. What happened? When the Crusaders took Jerusalem. There was a scholar, probably a bit biased, a Muslim scholar at the time that put out the word 70,000 Muslims massacred and some Jews in there too. If you ask somebody today, to this day, if you ask them and they know anything about it, what happened when the Crusaders took Jerusalem, they will say 70,000 people were massacred. Do you know we continue to get new information out when they discover new sources? It might be as little as 3,000. But there is nothing... In this world, when it comes to information, more powerful than being the first one to set 
the narrative. It does not matter even a tiny, minuscule amount whether you are correct, whether you're using facts, whether you're using truth. What matters is setting the narrative. I see it all around me right now, and it just makes me want to absolutely scream and pull what little hair I have out left. What little hair I have left out. Shut up, Chris. Sometimes I mix up words. Police brutality. Nine unarmed black men were killed by police in all of 2019. Nine of them. If you dig into the cases, virtually everyone completely justified, everybody exonerated. Now think about that and merge that with what you're seeing in this world right now. People, a huge percentage of this population, they think cops are out there hunting down black dudes. Big city cops too, which is hilarious because tons of big city cops are black. Big city cops, big city police departments are extremely diverse. The mask, the coronavirus face mask. You do realize there are medical experts all over the place who say it's virtually useless in most scenarios, right? And there are medical experts all over the place who say it's instrumental. I'm not actually taking a side on it. Look around you at society. Mask this, mask that. Here in Texas, you have to have a mask to walk into a store now, thanks to our idiot governor. Mask, 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 mask. Better have your mask on. Better have your mask on. Um, What about all the people who say that's wrong? Well, the thing is, those people, they didn't get to set the narrative. The narrative got set before they got a voice. Same with social distancing. You remember this? Do you know the origin of social distancing of six feet away? A high school student came up with that. It got medical prominence. Now I want you to imagine this. A high school student came up with this. Now take a minute. Take just a minute. I'll give you a quick second here. Think about all the places in this society you now see social distancing and social distancing notices and social distancing this and your grocery store has social distancing things on the floor and we social distance and you better social distance. Did you start a a hashtag social distancing? Narrative set. The economy. What do you think right now about the economy? Getting a little better, right? What do we see? Unemployment claims. They fa- Unemployment's down to 11%. I'm looking at a headline this morning, and on my life, I'm not making this up. This is the headline. This is taken straight from the pages of Politico this morning. Breaking. They even put breaking. New unemployment claims fell 
to 1.3 million last week. New unemployment claims fell to 1.3 million. Do you know what the record was for unemployment claims before coronavirus lockdowns? It was in the 700,000s. We are now celebrating that we only lost double the amount of jobs that had been a record a mere two or three months ago. We have seen societal shifts in the past few months like I've never seen in my lifetime. There is so much power out there now in getting that narrative set and making sure your narrative is accepted by the media complex in this country. Because once you get it accepted by the media complex, this is where it goes. Media accepts it. All right, mask. Wear a mask. Got to wear a mask. Mask, mask, mask. Media accepts it. It then transfers from the media to the suburban housewife. And you know how I know it transfers to the suburban housewife because I've seen it in my area. Hardcore Republican families coming out for things like Black Lives Matter. We've got to stop this police brutality. And you're like, wait, what? What? What are you talking about? The The facts aren't there. Well, I and you know what? Once you talk to them for a little while, you dig down into it. What do they do during the day? Working at home, maybe farting around the house. Who knows? No, nothing. They just, what are you talking about? No, I just have the Today Show on. What do you mean? No, I just, no, I have the view on in the background. I don't know what. And it filters into there. And before you know it, she's taking your kids to a Black Lives Matter rally. The violent communist Black supremacist movement of Black Lives Matter. Before you know it, the white suburban mom's dragging your kids along to it. It filters from there to the husbands. It filters from there very, 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 very much so to the schools. I'm seeing this in my own area right now. A principal I know personally and love said, this is ridiculous. This is a dude who thinks outside the box. This is ridiculous. This is damaging kids mentally, severely. Kids aren't even at risk. We need to go back to school as planned, on time, normal school. He's being hounded by the scared suburban soccer mom tyrant out of being able to start school again for children normally. He's already breaking down. They're mobbing him. They're now going to do staggered days, I'm sure, separated desks, wear a mask over the age of 10 because the narrative has been set and people feel powerless to fight back against it. They feel like it's a tidal wave and on many levels, it is. Hang on. 
you know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He had enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.